For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities. Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, its time has come. Welcome to After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, happy to be with you once again on this fine Tuesday edition of the program as we originate from South Florida, which was the city of turmoil on the sporting yeah. landscape yesterday as uh, we had uh, changes happening at the University of Miami. You think that rivalry game meant anything? Heads rolling down the hallway there at the Hecht Athletic Center right after the loss to FSU. And can Manny Diaz be far behind? Uh, that'll uh, leave yet another. Uh, uh, is it considered a major coaching opportunity at this point mm. when they're going to give you a few million dollars? But uh, they stopped that, right? Uh, they they ended that uh, a ridiculous discrepancy where they were paying assistant coaches like by the hour. <laughs> and they were claiming they were sleeping like, you know, 24 hours a day at the facility there, uh, you know, so they could get uh, enough pay to almost make uh, what they would make at Louisiana Monroe. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. And then uh, our good friend, Butch Davis. Uh, we happen to be tight with Butch. Goes all the way back to uh, when he was an assistant coach under the great Jimmy Johnson at the University of Miami in the heyday of the program there. They won a national championship together. They all went to Dallas and ate nachos and drank Heineken <laughs> and had a good time. They put together a team, a program so massively powerful yep. that even Barry Switzer, <laughs> Barry Switzer, <laughs> Switzer, who was playing golf like half the time, yep. he was able to win a Super Bowl, not, not a national championship, a Super Bowl championship with Jimmy Johnson's Dallas Cowboys team. So, uh, Butch, uh, you know, he, he has a pretty strong background, you would have to say. He's been around uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, a Hall of Famer in the National Football League, College Football Hall of Famer, I'm sure, also. Uh, the great Jimmy Johnson, Oklahoma State, University of Miami. And then he goes on and has a, a very successful head coaching career of his own. Didn't win the national championship when he was a head coach at the University of Miami. But, uh, wow, I mean, you imagine this. Talk about setting up Barry Switzer. He sets up Larry Coca. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why do I hear some old Jew in my head uh, talking about Larry Coca? I used to go to like delicatessens, go and pick up a sandwich at this place called the Pomperdale Deli down here, Luby. And, uh, you, you know, people always want to ask you, like, like they would ask a doctor, hey, is that that mole something that I should be concerned about? <laughs> you know, it doesn't even matter. The guy could be a pediatrician. You're asking him about melanoma. 
But uh, they were always asking, and you get this too, right? Because uh, they go, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're Luby from that Believe Podcast Network. Yes. And all your various other enterprises, Ion Channel and uh, Five Reason Sports Network, YouTube, Star. Yes, sir. Got all these things going. And somebody feels like they should ask you a sports question. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and these old ladies, I, I was surprised. Uh, they, they would ask me. Uh, I'd be online there picking up uh, like a pastrami on rye. And uh, in the background, you would hear, uh, you're, you're that default guy. Is Larry Coker a good coach? Larry Coker. And I'm like, well, he's won like uh, 25 straight games or whatever that was. I mean, he won everything except that uh, Krenzel game against Ohio State, another uh, officiating atrocity in, in the history of uh, sports. That, that was pretty bad, man. That was uh, worse than Mills Lane not noticing that a piece of Evander Holyfield's ear was sitting in the spit bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a problem. No reason to take a point away. You just bit his eardrum off. I- incredible. But um, a- anyway, changes there. And, and Butch, he had great success. University of Miami put a team together at Coker, uh, almost ran the table two years in a row. I mean, they nearly went, except for that Ohio State game where they're jobbed on a pass interference call in the end zone uh, when the uh, game otherwise was won. People were already uh, storming the field. Uh, you know, they're parading out there, uh, celebrating, doing all kinds of crazy things. The athletic director at the time, a guy named Paul D., was already doused with Gatorade. They had to bring out a leaf blower and dry him off so he could go back <laughs> into the stands. There. And uh, we was robbed. I mean, uh, clearly uh, robbed there in that game. A lot of people would complain. Uh, all of you people in the Midwest would say, well, yeah, well, did you see what was going on before that? I don't care. <laughs> this was a climactic play in a ball game, and there's no pass interference, and they call it, and they give Ohio State another shot, and they go in and score, and they win a national championship. Otherwise, Coker, Larry Coker, a Schmenk coach, who ended up uh, starting the program at the University of Texas San Antonio, and have you noticed they have prospered since? Maybe he laid the foundation. There you go. It's possible. I, I, I don't know. But uh, the point is uh, this, uh, that they uh, really haven't been the same since Butch Davis left. He goes to North Carolina. He starts a program there that's uh, got all kinds of things going against it. Not that academics uh, should factor in, but uh, nonetheless. And let's face it. I mean, the basketball coach uh, wasn't off the hook on that either, but uh, nobody bothers uh, talking about him. They all talk about Butch. You know, so what if uh, literally, I mean, basket weaving was an advanced course for some of the guys. <laughs> You put this where? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, academic fraud, North Carolina. You, you can't imagine that it applied to the basketball program uh, also, can you? No, I never. You have to be kidding me. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I mean, that, that was the taint on Butch Davis's resume, although yes. he did very well there. I mean, put together a program. North Carolina was uh, dead in the water when it came to football. It was a lot like Duke at, at the time where uh, you only knew them for their basketball program. And he puts them on the map, and they've, uh, you know, had some prosperity since. Uh, they've been uh, a reasonable factor in college football, ranked uh, top 25 usually, and, uh, you know, e- even uh, higher than that on occasion. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, had a great resume. Goes to uh, FIU, Florida International University, for those uh, that don't know. Yeah, it's like FIU. FIU. <laughs> What's what? that? <laughs> Which Davis is not just coach at DeVry <laughs> University, right? Some online school. Takes that job, and uh, you're thinking, wow, it has to be a Lane Kiffin move where he's going to take kind of a minor job even in the city of, you know, Miami and South Florida, which is not exactly high profile. He's going to try and make something happen with that. One and done, and then boom, something's going to open up, yeah? I mean, uh, somebody's always on the hot seat. A lot of openings right now in college football. Yep. If you look at it, LSU's open. USC is looking. 
Yep. Washington is looking. They just fired a yeah. guy over a little snafu, TCU, yep. in the market. And you have to figure that those schools are going to go to other schools that have coaches that are on the rise, so to speak, yes. or are prominent. Maybe Jimbo Fisher gets all of those jobs. Yeah, exactly. Even though he did the I'm never leaving ever, ever, ever. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, look, uh, a college football coach, if he's not lying about that, then uh, he's not speaking. <laughs> he's not doing his job. <laughs> if his tongue was notarized, uh, you would have no reason to believe a word that he was saying about his future and uh, what may be uh, the opportunities on the horizon. But Butch, uh, he, he didn't seem to uh, intimate that he, he was into leaving there at all. No. And, uh, you know, he, he was using words like sabotage as he left there. So uh, we'll follow that story for you here Ugh. on our uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby uh, as well as we can. Uh, we got to know Butch, uh, and he's a very convincing uh, person. You could see where he has, like, a genuine charm to him that would be very advantageous in recruiting, and he probably put together... He, he might have assembled. You, you could put him in a category, Luby. Certainly top 10 all time. Put together maybe one of the greatest college football rosters that, that was ever oh, yeah. assembled. Willis McGahee was a backup running back. Yes, Frank Gore was Edwin James that was sitting there, and Frank Gore was the number one guy. Three guys uh, that, uh, you know, I don't know about McGahee, but you could certainly make a case for Edwin James and Frank Gore, Hall of Fame. Is Gore not a certain Hall of Famer with all the yardage he accumulated? Frank Gore, who's boxing right now, which, uh, you know, Frank, yes. don't get carried away. <laughs> Relax. We know you're tough. He's going to be on the <laughs> undercard of uh, who's that crazy guy, one of the Pauls. Oh, Jake Not or Paul Logan? McCartney, yeah. Logan or Jake? I don't know. They're two. I think it's Jake Paul is fighting. Uh, is it Tyson Fury's brother or oh, mother-in-law? Jesus. Who's he fighting? <laughs> <laughs> In the blue corner, the mother-in-law of the Gypsy King. Oh, God. That's pay-per-view now. Yeah, exactly. That, that would right? be. <laughs> you had to talk people into buying, uh, going into a theater to see Ali Frazier 3. What is that? Closed circuit? How much? Five bucks? Yeah, exactly. People were reluctant to buy that fight. Uh, but now they're shelling out. What, what, what happened to society, Louis? There's oh, a screw loose in the modern American society. Is it all because of social media? It's confused all of us Doesn't to help. the point where we have no idea what the hell is good. <laughs> can't differentiate, differentiate entertainment from just pure Outright schlock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I don't know if that was too much uh, of the local scene uh, for the people yeah. out there on the Believe Podcast Network. But uh, well, it was big news. This strikes me, too. I mean, uh, the NFL. Uh, Jerry Glanville had uh, one of the great ones of all time. His quote about the NFL stands for not for long. Yep. But uh, the NFL now stands for this is absolutely impossible <laughs> to believe that the San Francisco 49ers could snap an eight-game home losing streak while only getting three and a half points. Three points if you're using the Jewish journal. Yeah, exactly. I love how your lines are always How does so this cat shave that half a point that is so significant? Three to three and a hook is, is like a, a giant quantum move, right? It's like you were making 10000 a year, now you're making a hundred. <laughs> I don't know if I go that The way. hook. It's big, though. The field goal games are, are decided by what? Three and seven are the two key numbers, Luby. Just keep juggling. Three and seven, three and seven, yep. seven and three, three and seven. True. And speaking of seven and three, the Rams are now seven and three. After How could you possibly, possibly use logic uh, and, and come up with San Francisco in that ballgame? No way. The only way that can happen is if you uh, got a wrong ticket at the window and as soon as you walked away from the window there where you were betting, where, wherever it was, some FanDuel site, uh, you realized, uh, oh, my God, I punched the wrong team. I meant to say Rams minus three and a hook. 
Yep. And instead, you get San Francisco plus three and a hook, and, and you're screaming, and there it is. Oh, no, the kickoff. <laughs> and you're screwed. <laughs> the horses have left the gate exactly. for today's fourth race. All those who forgot to cancel their tickets, who bought tickets for a race at Louisiana Downs, are fine. <laughs> <laughs> they should really just uh, go ahead and say that. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't like using a lot of expletives on the show here. <laughs> Well, that would be the normal announcement, right? Uh, so anyway, I mean, how, how they just got Von Miller. They, they already have Aaron Donald. They, yep. they have Jalen Ramsey breaking up every pass. I mean, there's not a single play in the secondary that Jalen Ramsey is not a part of. Well, they're the ones that Where just Where's he went, coming from? They just went after OBJ. I don't know if he played last night, but he will be playing for them shortly. Odell Beckham Jr. did play last night, and uh, I think he was the recipient of the very first pass. And they had mortgaged like the next 20 yes, years of their future, yes. not even like one year or two. No, they don't draft. John McVay says draft picks. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I, I do believe this, that the Rams last number one pick that they actually used was Rosie Greer. <laughs> like the eight, 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I mean, since the doomsday defense, I, I don't think they've uh, explored the possibility of using uh, one of their uh, number one picks. Uh, Jack Youngblood, I, I think exactly. that was the last time they used a <laughs> I mean, number last. one pick. He's a crazy man, too. I mean, he's a little Michigan. I like Jack. but He's fun. He's out there. And he seemed like, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he was living a very swashbuckling life in yes. L.A. Yes. Jack Youngblood. And he wasn't even a guy that went on to, uh, you know, great movie fame, right? No, Mer what, Merlin so, Olsen? Olsen uh, was a little house on the prairie. Who knew that the little house on the prairie? Had asbestos in it. Uh, he died of mesothelioma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sadly, he did, sadly, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, you see that commercial all the time. He'll give me this book. Great. Who has that? <laughs> I don't Except know. for Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson. I, I don't know. How is that like a giant consideration? I, I guess it is. I don't mean to offend anybody that's afflicted with it, but uh, I've never it does seem strange that this one law firm has been offering this pamphlet <laughs> of mesothelioma <laughs> for the last years. twenty years on TV. <laughs> and no one ever has been on it. longer than the My Pillow guy. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> You notice the strange way he hugs that pillow, by the way? It's a little awkward. He's very intimate with the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's no way. Sean McVay looked like our uh, former coach here with the Miami Dolphins, Joe Philbin, on the sidelines yesterday. Just absolutely bewildered, befuddled, bewitched, bothered. I mean, uh, he couldn't figure out what the hell was going on there. And uh, when did uh, uh, Garoppolo, I mean, uh, he, he looks like Johnny Unitas in this ball game. He, he's 10 for 10 at one point. They're running the football right down their throats. Uh, I do uh, despise now the term running downhill as opposed to uh, run. Well, yeah, that's... When they're losing yardage on every play, they're running uphill. What, what the hell I, are they I, doing? I, I they're, they're, always, they're running on a level playing field, right? <laughs> I never Don't they have a level? This George Toma? Like... Why is everybody running downhill no matter which direction they're going in? A guy who runs, I guess, a guy who's like jukes a lot, doesn't run downhill. When you run straight, you run downhill. But why is that running downhill? Why isn't it just called running straight? Because we have to come up with a new sporting <laughs> vernacular because the old stuff, like, uh, you know, and, and Mushnick's all over this in the New York Post. Phil Mushnick, great columnist. If you guys get a chance, subscribe, whatever, Very get it online. Servant. It's a lot cheaper. But I can't read stuff online because uh, the print is getting smaller, <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, I mean, uh, he's all over that, that, uh, you know, uh, if a guy jumps to make a catch, why do we have to make it? He high pointed the ball. Ah, I love that. That's true. Good for him. Yeah. That's, I don't and understand. All these guys are talking about leverage. I mean, yes. uh, well, you know, he had inside <laughs> leverage. 
Okay. No, I mean, he, he went, uh, you know, absolutely the wrong way. That, that's all you got to say. I, you know, all, all of these new terms are, are just, and running downhill is used yes. to the point of exhaustion Yep. by a television analyst who are trying to sound clever. I mean, uh, you know, and, and then the other thing is uh, a guy makes a cut, right? Simple cutback. Uh, well, he planted his foot in the ground and he went east to west instead of north and south. You got to be Magellan now to be a uh, color analyst. <laughs> It's GPS. Which way is this freaking guy going? I don't know. But uh, that being said, I mean, there was no chance. Uh, This guy became a household name yesterday, Debo Samuel. I had to look it up. That's how much of a household name he is. No, Debo Samuel. He was great. He was brilliant in the game for the 49ers. Three and five, going nowhere. Half of their defense is out with injuries. They're all on injured reserve. Uh, You you had uh, Kyle Shanahan decides he's going to run the ball because if he passes the ball, he's got no chance in this game. Going against uh, the Rams, who pushed all in like Johnny Chan and, and got everybody that was available. Everybody that they could possibly uh, get uh, and acquire around the trade deadline. Von Miller, a monster. A monster of a player. Uh, by the way, I mean, uh, this thing with ESPN, the Peyton Manning thing is uh, literally like blowing out the regular announcing team of Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick. And uh, does Brian Greasy say anything on that broadcast <laughs> that is distinguishable? I don't mean to rip the guy. I, I, I think... And I would love to be in this position, just getting a free paycheck for never having to speak. <laughs> a lot of people would like to see that come yeah, about, too. Say. They would pay me not to speak. That's for sure. Probably people's dream here. Crazy stuff. Oh, uh, but uh, anyway, I, there was no way to figure that the Rams would lose last night. Not only lose, but get pummeled, just annihilated uh, and by uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who, who hadn't won a game since September of 2020 in their home park. Place was packed. I, I mean, you talk about good fans. Was it just the hatred uh, of the rivalry? Because San yeah. Francisco and L.A., I mean, as bitter as New York and Boston on the West Coast. Yeah. As bitter in a different fashion. Yeah, they're not as mean. Because, uh, you know, in New York, they're throwing meatballs at the guys uh, in, in Boston. And in, in San Francisco, uh, you know, they're, they're throwing sprouts. Yeah, they're, they're not as mean-spirited. But there is a definitely strong rivalry between the two cities, 100%. Yeah. LA guys are more inclined now to uh, lean in the New York direction and throw like an actual car battery. <laughs> Maybe in LA, not in San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco still is very. Too much violence anyway. We shouldn't even be discussing this go. on uh, after hours. Uh, but uh, a baffling result last night. And uh, once again, uh, another night game where you're thinking the officials are wearing FanDuel <laughs> emblems on their zebra shirts. And that somewhere Roger Goodell is uh, off in the Caymans stashing money away in a treasure chest. <laughs> That is buried beneath his uh, little two-story thing that stands up above the water. Right? I mean, uh, you would think he, he's burying more money than they did in the firm in the islands, <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> the old John Grisham thing. The Caymans. Which uh, he said he didn't write that line. That was one of the great discoveries. I mean, someday uh, we'll have to put a couple of clips in from our John Grisham interview from about uh, five, six months ago. And he, he's a huge Mississippi State fan. I mean, a big college baseball fan. I think he even went to, like, the College Baseball World Series all over it. But uh, he did not write that line, Did I Lose You, Yeah. in the movie, the which is the line. one line everybody remembers. Imagine you write this brilliant book, you turn it into a movie, you make tons of money, you got, like, 20 other books that everybody's clamoring for. I uh, can't keep them in the stores, and they're making film after film uh, based on your ideas and your storylines. And the one line everybody remembers, Did I Lose You, when Tom Cruise says that to whoever was playing his wife at the time, a Gina very Gershon. tolerant woman, by the way. It might have been yeah. Gina Gershon or something. She was very famous. Yes, and uh, and Grisham didn't write the line. No, That was written not. by some uh, some grip that said, <laughs> why don't you say, did I lose you, Tom? 
<laughs> he looks over, says, shut up. Then he says it and it becomes one of the famous lines in movie history. Gene Triplehorn. Right, uh, Gene Triplehorn was the love interest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. She, she was, uh, you know, she was everybody's love interest in that movie. Yes. Who didn't want a woman like that? Totally cooperative and understanding. Exactly. With you a thousand not, percent. Not realistic. <laughs> that woman doesn't exist. Woman, like, what what woman? woman is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> She would have seen those pictures. That would have been it. She would have chopped off his left testicle. Did I lose you? Of course you did, Tom. You fool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't lose last night. I was handed in a a bookmaking venture, uh, you know, a very minor variety here, uh, betting a small amount of money with a friend of mine, uh, kind of like a straight-up bet you would make in a sports bar. But uh, I've been booking this guy's action for years. And he has lost every season uh, in the four or five years that I've been uh, in this arrangement with him. And this year he's way up, but he did uh, like the Rams last night, which uh, virtually everybody did. You, yeah, you can't yeah. can't fault yourself if you love the Rams. And the, the curiosity point of that game was why the line was only three and a hook. Yep. In legitimate wagering. Well, like you say. Three went when I was dealing with my friend. The people in Vegas know something. Like you always talk How about. How is that possible? I mean, two teams going in completely different directions. One is a completely disheveled, yep. chaotic, unorganized mess. And the other one is rocketing to the moon. Yep. Odell Beckham Jr. is a decoy, my friend. A decoy. Well, I guess they used him like that in Cleveland and eventually yeah, in New exactly. York. Also. That's his new role. Quack, quack, quack. All right, we're going to run here on uh, After Hours. A pleasure being with you. You got a Luby's Law today? Any hard-hitting editorials? Uh, No lawing today. I don't think any files today, but definitely check yesterday's edition. You got both a Luby's Law and a Default Files. Check tomorrow out. I'm sure we'll have another Default Files and a Luby's Law. And if you want more of us, Monday through Friday, usually at 7 o'clock. Today was 7.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out... The Defoe Show with Luby on Ion Channel. If you want to watch us, Ion Channel, E-Y-E, IonChannel.com, slash the-defoe-show. If you want to listen, Defoe and Luby, L-U-B-I-E, DefoeandLuby.com, slash live. Again, each and every day, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I have a new favorite NBA player. Oklahoma City was playing the Miami Heat last night, so I tuned into the game. Okay. And I see Alec Povu, no, Pokusevsky. Good for you. Alec Pokusevsky. You're familiar with this guy? No clue. Never. Never. I mean, him. this guy made uh, Sean Bradley <laughs> look like uh, Alexei of the weightlifter. Seven feet, 190. Oh, Alex Pokusevsky. How is that even a thing? Of the Oklahoma City Thunder. How are you seven feet, 190? And, and, and he, facially, he looks a little bit like Vincent Schiavelli, the actor. Nice. Schiavelli, the character yeah, actor who was in uh, Night Moves. He was the sandwich delivery guy that rubbed the mustard on the wall. Uh, was in a lot of other stuff, too, right? Uh, was he like a teacher in old school or something? I mean, he was in a lot. He <clears throat> was in a lot of classic movies, uh, this guy. Played like a zillion characters, Vincent Schiavelli. And uh, we'll do that as a, a dead ringer. Alec Pokusevsky. They weren't dead ringers, but a facial resemblance. Uh, same type of face, like a very narrow <laughs> face uh, on a, uh, an elongated head. And then 7 feet, 190. Now, you know that 190 is an exaggeration. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know the guy probably goes like a buck forty-five, <laughs> seven feet tall. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, Alec Pokusevsky. Watch for this guy. He can play a little bit too. That's the interesting thing because you're nice. wondering when he shows up at training camp, or whoever the coach of Oklahoma City is, who's coaching there now? I don't oh, know. God, that's a good but, question. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> all right, so so this yeah, geek shows gone. up, but he's like seven feet tall. I mean, do you give him a shot? Yeah. Then he goes try. out there and he, you know, he knocks down a three, goes inside, gets a rebound. Plays hard the entire time. Can run the floor, obviously, because he's built like a, a stick of spaghetti. 
unbelievable. But uh, that's my new favorite NBA player to uh, follow, Alec Pokusevsky. So we'll uh, follow him on After Hours uh, with Defoe and Luby. I'm sure you guys will be fascinated by that. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks, people, for tuning in. Luby, you have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Thanks to Brown and all the people here at Believe for uh, getting solidly behind us here. And uh, appreciate all you guys that are tuning in to uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Now that, we're out of here. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes. But it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7 Catholic Health Services. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.